Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today's study of 1 John finds us in 1 John 3, 4. Today we're going to start a two-episode series, which I'm excited to teach on, first on sin and then on the Savior. So 1 John 3, 4 reads, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So first we're going to look at what is sin. So Wayne Grudem defines sin in systematic theology as sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God in act, attitude, or nature. And I think that's a biblical definition and I'm going to flesh that out a little bit. So first we're going to look to failure to conform to the moral law of God in action. So I'm going to give some examples of this commanded in the Bible. First Exodus 20, 13 through 15. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. All those are actions. Ephesians 4.25 Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. Telling the truth, that's an action. Ephesians 6.1 Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is action found in Ephesians 6.1 So this type of sin is actually the final step of sinfulness, as we'll see its origins later. So this is the failure to obey the actions God commands us to to take, whether we do sinful actions or we don't do righteous actions. So next we're going to look at failure to conform to the moral law of God in attitude. Exodus 20.17 says, You shall not covet any, and it goes on to say, anything that is your neighbor's. Matthew 5.28 says, Everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Romans 11.16 reads, Never be wise in your own sight. All of those are actions of the heart and of the thoughts. This type of sin is much easier to conceal and thus more deadly. This type of sin causes sinful actions. So, the actions we talked about stem from these attitudes and actions. But where do these attitudes stem from? So next, we're going to look at failure to conform to the moral law of God in, in nature. Excuse me. Jeremiah 17.9 reads, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Desperately sick with what, Jeremiah? We'll see that in Psalm 51.5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That is the disease we have. Sin, it has infected our hearts, and it descends to us from Adam. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. This is the root of every sin ever, but Adam's and Eve's before they had sinned before. So where did sin come from? I just referenced this, how I mentioned every sin ever stems from our sinful nature except the first sin, Adam and Eve's. So in the Garden of Eden, God made man very good, Genesis 1.31, and in his own image, Genesis 1.27. However, man distorted the image of God by sinning, introducing physical death for all creation and spiritual death for mankind. So man, because of that, has eternally lost the ability to be in a right relationship with God on his own. He cannot do it. He needs someone infinite to live an infinitely perfect life to be sacrificed for man's infinite sins. 
That's a mouthful. So in other words, humanity on its own is doomed. Sin is a terrible disease. We're going to look at that. Sin starts in the heart. As we've seen in Psalm 51.5, we are sinful from conception. Sin is in our nature from the moment we are conceived in our mother's womb. We're not even born yet, and we are sinful. We are sinful people. That is in our nature, and we have no hope of attaining the righteousness of God because not only are we like just okay people, we are sinful people. We're not even like in the middle, like half bad, half good. We are totally depraved. We are sinful. There is no hope in us. So sin doesn't stop in our nature. It creeps into our thoughts and attitudes. Our sinful nature isn't just something that we realize when we are born and when we die and we are held accountable for it at judgment, which we are. However, in the present life, it takes form into thoughts and actions of sin. Sin doesn't stop either in our thoughts and attitudes. It creeps into our actions. And so it is a process. Our sinful nature takes over our sinful thoughts. And then our sinful thoughts take over our sinful actions. And so this episode is not exactly the most encouraging or happy episode. However, it is incredibly important that everyone knows the immense weight of their sins because their sins are against an infinite God. And so we have to realize as sinful humans, we are dead in our sins. See Colossians 2.13. As such, we cannot even want to repent and believe in God. We can't even want to go to Him. Our sinful nature is so bad, we can't even want to see the truth. We love the darkness, not the light. And we do not go to God. That is against our nature. We do not want to believe in God. On our own, we hate doing good things. And the good things we do stem from sin. So Ephesians 2, 1-3 reads, You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So in the next episode, we'll see why Paul is able to talk about believers' darkness in the past tense. However, right now we do want to explore the doctrine of sin. So notice how he says that we are children of wrath. By nature, we're children of wrath. It is in our nature to want to do good. We conform to our dad, wrath, sin. We are under enslaved to the prince of the power of the air. And that is Satan. And we, like him, are born and we are deceitful. We are born in sin. And we cannot desire the good. We don't want it. John 6, This is Jesus talking. He says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So we cannot even see God. 
We don't want to go to God. Jesus says that. We cannot go to Jesus unless the Father draws him. So on our own, we are totally hopeless. We're not drowning in the ocean. We're dead. We are dead and at the bottom of the sea. That's a lyric from Shylin's song. I think it's Election. I think that's the name of the song. However, I'm not exactly sure. I think that's it, yeah. And that goes to show you we are dead in our trespasses. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot do anything to merit our salvation because we are sinful creatures. So to summarize this, I hope that today the one thing you learn is we desperately need a Savior. And we're going to see who that Savior is in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. <laughs>